What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of SDGC. It is Thursday, May 20th, 2021. And as you can see here, we're experimenting with a new look. We got kind of like a new a new theme going on here. We got a new thing going on here. It's not the final product, so so please bear with us. But I figured we should we should mix it up a little bit and try something new. So uh, Jeff and Finn, if you want to go, uh, if you're looking at the Twitch chat, you should see it. We're, we're live now. So I like uh, it. F Finn, why I dig it. Finn, what's up with the ma Finn? I gotta ask, dude. What's what's the mask, man? Like, oh, I you the mask was right there, and I was like, you know what? I want to be Yamcha for a day, so I put it on real quick. But right, we'll take it off. I realized it muffles I wanna, me. I want to see your. I want to see your hands. Even face. A, a mask can't save Yamcha, my friend. It really can't. It really can't. Um, by the you way, let us know in chat, everyone, how our audio levels are, because we've been having some weird issues with uh, audio recently. So uh, if you don't mind, let us know. We should be coming in pretty, pre pretty clear for everyone, uh, but still, uh, keep us appraised. Um, we're waiting on Britt. She is off. Uh, she is off wiping her, uh, wiping her kid's butt. Um, and hey, he's a toddler. What do you want? I've done it all. The, I used to do it all the time. I mean, I don't, I don't do it anymore because my son is 13 and that would be really weird. But um, we actually have... Uh, for everybody listening on podcast services, a super cool guest tonight. Um, Hannah is with us. And Hannah, thank you so much for joining our ridiculous little family tonight. Can you, if you don't mind, tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, I mostly just shitpost about games on Twitter. Oh, you're in, uh, you're in great company. I yeah, I, that's most of what I do. Um, it's volunteer work. Uh, it's I put in the hours. Um, <laughs> I do some art on the side, uh, and I'm also uh, I'm working on kind of just like my first graphic novel, I guess. Oh, nice, nice. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. it, or is that like, is that spoiler territory? Like, are you not ready to let the tiger out of the cage on that one? Um, it's sci-fi it's uh, where it's about like coming back from death where i'm like i'm still working on figuring it out i'm I have a few people like i'm talking to like figuring out like what to do and how to make it not weird so so yeah. co coming back from death is essentially like when you log off twitter right like that's yeah, that's essentially much. the vibe yeah. you're going for and you okay log back in absolutely you like make a big tweet no, about I, like i can deactivating and then you come right back, like, exactly no i totally totally uh i can absolutely sympathize with that finn put your guy finn just say something put your hand down it is it is a question for the guest because the word graphic novel just perked my ears up as the comic guy uh are you the artist and author or are you part working with someone uh, right now I'm the artist. Uh, awesome. I would love to work with someone else, but yeah, right now it's just me. That's awesome. Go you. How, now, how long have you been doing this for? Um, I've been drawing since I think maybe like my junior year of high school. Uh, so it's been, uh, like eight years. I don't know how to do math. Eight or nine years. <laughs> um, God, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so old. What what year, Hannah? I have to ask. What year did you graduate high school? Twenty thirteen. <laughs> hey, John. What decade did you graduate? High I graduated school? high school in nineteen ninety eight. Man, like, oh god. He actually Whoops. got Final Fantasy eight as a uh, graduation gift. 
No, I no. So okay, so Final Fantasy VIII came out in 1999, motherfucker. Okay, uh, so, 98. Sir. No, sir, it came out in 99. Look that shit up, Finn. Look that shit up right now. Fine, I'm doing okay? it right now. Son of a bitch, it's 99. Yeah, it's I fucking told you, Finn. Oh, oh yeah. Well, like, where did it come out in Japan? Um, actually, uh, no, I, hey, Finn, I don't live in Japan. Okay, I live, I, I live here in, Amer- I live here in the United States, and in the United States, Shh. it was localized in 1999. Just pointing that out. Just pointed. Okay. I told you. It, it, how long? What, what's? What, hey, what, what's the time? How long did it take us before we got a Final Fantasy reference in there? Mm-hmm. So Final seven Fantasy minutes. six seven minutes? came out when. Jo- Wait, mm-hmm. that, that means, means John. That means you were a freshman when Final Fantasy six came. That's out. correct. I was a freshman oh. in high school. Oh. I was a freshman, in high, which means that when my favorite game of all time came out, Hana wasn't even born. I don't think. Can it? Can I? I'm sorry to derail this so quickly. Can I ask? I always hear freshman. I don't understand. We don't have that word here. First I don't know year what that of means. high school. First year of freshman, high school. Freshman. when you started. Ninth grade. It means you're fresh. Yeah, high school year starts at grade 10, though. Okay. For us, okay. high school starts at so nine. Is freshman. Yes. Jeff Canada okay, thank does you. it so much stranger. Seven to nine is junior high. Why and then is 10 to 12 is high school. Why is Canada? Jeff? I don't know. <laughs> we we just are we were just here and we had to do something with it okay so R- rar says that's an alberta thing ontario doesn't oh, have junior what? high okay I don't, I don't fucking know all Man. right cycling back to hana so you started drawing in junior high yeah hana I, hana I i warned you like we we we're fucking all over the map on this podcast okay we go you could. off the rails um i took a break for a while um i majored in uh film editing post-production with an emphasis in you know whatever filmmaking practices with an emphasis in post-production all that stuff uh dropped out uh (laughs) so i don't actually have a degree um started doing more art uh i had a minor in studio art but it was a photography focus so i was doing a lot of photography and stuff but I got back into drawing about a year or two ago, um, especially like with the pandemic, I was kind of just drawing something at least once a day. Um, I'm still taking classes um, like online and stuff about it and just trying to get better and trying to like refine it before I start like actually drawing the book. So uh, so for everybody who is listening on podcast services right now, I do want to ask like, so you've got, you know, obviously your room there is, is soundproofed. So you've got a professional mic. You got some really cool kind of kind of pulsing lights back there. So clearly, you have a background in streaming, but you're not streaming right now. Um, um, yeah, I kind of you know I did the thing that everyone does where yeah. they buy every streaming thing that they need. And oh yeah, they never actually and they never actually use it. <laughs> I've done like five or to ten streams, maybe. Um, I think my Twitch account is deactivated right now. Actually. I haven't even like watched anything on Twitch in a while, um, but I just moved into a new space where we actually have room for me to actually start streaming. So I am planning on doing it sometime soon, at least. Well, you've already got the setup ready to go. So... Yeah, for sure. I just kind of have to like click start streaming. Yeah, that, yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, no, and I yeah, and and you are always welcome to come and stream with us whenever you want. Um, yeah, I love it. And so, so where the hell is Brittany, by the way? Is she st- she's busy with family she'll jump oh, man. in so so finn so so speaking of family finn I, by the way uh hana thank you so much for that introduction and we are super super happy that you decided to waste an hour and a half of your time with us uh to, i mean i wouldn't to, be doing anything anyway so, yeah. <laughs> way to way to slum it 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You're true. Yeah, you really are slumming it right here. That's what um, I say every Thursday when we do this. I wasn't doing anything anyways. So <laughs> yeah, I, I we guess. might as well. We might I as well. We might as well podcast again. SDGC, the podcast of no. Th- other that's what we've been saying every Thursday. That's what we've been saying every Thursday for four years. Well, we're not doing shit, so we might as well just go live again. It was. Um, it was either this or doom scrolling. Uh, oh, and by the way, if you're new in chat. Uh, Rar just threw out the link to our Discord. We got over 300 people in there. We are a super inclusive community. We uh, we focus on positivity, inclusivity. Please come join us. There's not a mean person in that Discord. With over 300 people, that's pretty impressive that we have no assholes oh, in there. That's a bold claim when Jeff is right nope. there. Wow. Wow. He's, I mean, Canadians are notable mean people. So okay, I'm get I'm starting to get shit talked in the chat already by Rar. So so Finn, I got a question. I got a question. So yes, sir. <laughs> we were talking about this. Uh, you know, we mentioned that uh, Britt is off taking care of her kids. She'll be here. <laughs> I'm curious. How old are so so how how old is your baby now? How old is Anna now? She just turned two months last week. Two months. Okay. So have you acclimated? Look at how Look sweet at she that is. Cute ass baby Look smile. Look how sweet she is. Oh man. my god. He's so oh, Anacellus Finneman. God, I'm so, ha- I'm so happy. Proud. I'm so happy she doesn't look like you. But so so I'm. I, what? I Ans- you don't want ask, her to have like a big bushy beard. So okay. So, all right. So here's my question. Here's my question. Have you acclimated yet? Like, how long did it take you to acclimate to to changing a diaper? Like, you know, wiping the poop up. <laughs> shockingly fast it's so much easier than people make it out to believe actually really proud of this we were out eating and it was uh and and had to she had to get a diaper change but the men's room had obviously nothing nowhere to go so i found this one section of sink and like laid down her her little like changing sheet that we bring and i did it one-handed while holding on to the bag and like holding on to her and doing it all. And I, by the end of it, I was like, hot damn, that's pretty awesome. I, I was proud of myself. I came out of the bathroom, like holding her up like a, a trophy. I was like, yeah, I did it. And, and then now I'm an expert basically, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, after, so it didn't take me, it didn't, it didn't take me too long either. That was literally the first, like when I met my kid, when I got home from Afghanistan, that was literally the first thing I did was change his shitty diaper um before i even got to like hug him or take a nap with him i just i that you know he was literally he had literally filled his pants uh the moment i like walked in the door and i don't know if that's like if that was a sign for things to come but but that was the first thing i did was was change his diaper uh but don't know dude she dude she she's adorable man you should be uh you should be extremely proud yeah today was rough it was my first day back from paternity leave so it was uh after four straight weeks of just me and her having to go back to work and deal with lame people ah not fun i don't recommend it jeff i know it's not exactly a baby but how is your cat uh it's it's basically the same thing that's what i tell all my friends that are parents oh Um, right 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 all the same struggles you know like she would you have to clean out her litter box it's the same as yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. She's messy. Uh, she gets shit everywhere. Like, you know, you, mm-hmm. like you, you constantly find her in places that she's not supposed to be. Like, uh, actually, so we have a uh, like on our very so like our floor, like we have our main floor and our upper floor. But at the top of our uh, second floor, we've got like a like kind of like a half wall that runs across the stairs. 
and it's open to below and there's like a 20 foot drop down to the first floor and she always jumps up on that little railing and she kind of scrambles and stumbles and I'm like just waiting for her to fall two stories one of these days and it scares the shit out of me. She's a cat though. That's not going to happen. That's that's what my wife says, but I don't know, man. Like I've seen her. She tried to jump onto a futon the other day and just went in head first and wiped out. I have I never. I ha- Wait, hold on a minute. Why is Brittany in chat? But not uh, Brittany's in chat. She's on Twitter. She is everywhere except here, on the show. Wow. She's literally it's everywhere but here on the show right now. Hannah, do you have any pets? I have two cats. And yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's go. no different than having a newborn. You know what? I actually, I think this podcast, especially with Hannah on right now, is more, have more, like our cats equal the dogs of the podcasts. Which I think is the first time that's ever happened. Mm, I don't know. So I have two dogs. Uh, we have two cats that I tolerate. Um, we I I don't like cats. It's just me. Wow. It's it's Rude. not the cat's fault. It's a me thing. Oh look, there's there's Jeff's cat. Um, see that's actually a good looking cat. That's a cute cat. That is for sure a cute cat. Um, I have two dogs. You have uh, wait, hold on. Rar says this is the first time he's learning. Okay, so technically, they're not my cats. They're my wife's cats. Oh, they're, that means they're your cats. What no. are you talking about? No, absolutely Yeah, come not. on. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, so don't she pull had that one card. of those cats. So, so, so here's the deal with this, right? She had one of those cats before we met, right? And she's, she's super old now. Um, and the other cat we have is Sully. Yes, he's named after the Uncharted character. Um. We got, I got, I got her Sully to replace her other cat that we had to give away to somebody on a farm because our fucking house burned down and it drove the other cat completely insane. And she went totally feral with just shit everywhere. Um, she would attack me. She would attack. And, and so it got to the point where we just had to give her to people who owned a farm because, I mean, she had lost her mind. And so I got her Sully. And Sully was the first cat I've ever had to wash in the sink because he would have massive diarrhea in his litter box and just roll around in it as a kitten. And nobody believed me until my friend came over and actually saw it happen. And which is why, and that really, that moment really just kind of, kind of, kind of killed it for me when it comes to cats was having to wash this cat's shit out of his thick matted fur when he was a kitten. And I had to put rubber gloves on because he would scratch and hiss in the sink. Hey, remember when this was a video game podcast? Finn, I'm Pepper's telling Farm remembers. Philly, Finn, Finn, I'm telling you, hey. It's known that video games are bad and gamers are bad. Besides, yes, Jeff is correct. People like, games on here. Games I, are good. Gamers are bad. I have, I have said on Twitter many times that I am ending video games permanently. I'm destroying video games and I'm ending gamers and this will be a food podcast, specifically French fries. But it is probably time to uh, one... Uh, ask Brittany once again. Uh, get in here and <laughs> once again. Hurry up, Britt. <laughs> we miss you. We miss you, Britt. And that—that's why—that's why we're so excited. And two, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. And of course, our uh, people are gonna fucking talk shit about me dropping French fries in the chat. Let's go to Hana. And Hana, what are you? What are you playing right now? Uh, Pokemon Snap. Uh, pretty much exclusively. Also, a little bit of story of season still because uh, I, if it's a farming simulator, I'll play it. I have heard so hours. much about story of seasons from so many people. 
Yeah, I mean, if it's Harvest Moon, but better. It's like it's actually like the team that made Harvest Moon. It's a whole. Yeah, thing. I was gonna say, isn't it like the spiritual sequel, basically? Yeah, because there's like a, like the company bought that bought the company that owned Harvest Moon wanted to make different games. So Story of Seasons is like the original team that made Harvest Moon is making farming games now, but it's just Harvest Moon with a different name. It's really good. <laughs> I have. You can like, tell because it has the same cows. Yeah, exact same cows. Well, how does it compare to something like uh, Stardew Valley, which I know was I, I actually played. That's the only farming simulator I've ever I've ever really gotten into. I think Stardew Valley was really inspired by a lot of Harvest Moon, so right. it's pretty similar. Like it's based around like your day, and certain things take a certain amount of time. You have like the energy bar and stuff. Um, it's basically just the Stardew Valley, but you can't put anything inside, and that's one of the only problems. So, so let me ask you this: uh, Is there turn-based combat? Uh, no, but <laughs> kind of. Hmm. I mean, oh. Like, like how there's like in the mines for Stardew, there's mines for. Ah, uh, there's always food. mines in these farms. Yeah. Like, like these farms always exist. Uh, right outside a mine with de- deadly slimes inside of it. Like you would figure, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's this that? Time. Deadly moles. Deadly moles. See, that's even yes. worse. Like, they're going to rip your... Like, why would you establish a farm right next to a cave full of deadly uh, deadly rodents th- who are known for tearing up the soil? That just seems like... That I mean, seems like bad business to me. It seems like there's an agreement, like, in place that they don't leave the cave, at least. They, oh, oh, so hold on. So the moles don't leave the cave. They don't come to try to I've ravage your fields. I've never seen one outside of the cave, at least. But see, here's the thing. It's a mole. You're not going to see it. They're underground. I don't see any evidence of it either. That's what the moles want you to think. Damn it. Don't trust moles. Don't ever trust moles. Um, no, but so like, what about this? Like, what if you had a farming simulator, Hana, and every time you wanted to harvest some crops, you like went into battle with the crops and it turned into like a JRPG battle. And, uh, you, you know, you're just, you're sitting there trying to like, you know, you've got your scythe or like, you know, your, you know, your machete or your rake and you're trying to, you're sitting there hacking away at crops and the yeah, like you know, you've got to knock their hit points down in order to harvest. Like I, I think there is an untapped yeah, market here. I'd still play that. Absolutely. I would. Pl- As I would, someone who plays a lot of Pokemon, I'd still play that. Yeah. I would play the fucking shit out of that. Like, gotta harvest them all. Like, you've got to. Like, I feel like, man, man, some. I need to make this fucking game now. This. I now I've. I'm gonna be up till two in the morning thinking about this now. Um, did, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we uh, went to Jeff? Anything else you want to mention? Um, no, I mean, I'm playing Pokemon Shield again, but that's just something I'm always doing. Is that Ooh, just who's like, your starter? Is that just like par for the course? Score Bunny, every time I don't change, I just make a new game and start over. Gang, rise up. I need to start a new Pokemon, uh, a new Pokemon Sword game, actually, myself. Um, or you can wait a couple months and start a nice, brilliant diamond. Or I could just play another game of sword like i could do that too but there are definitely dude there are so many fucking games coming out over the next few months that i need to play uh jeff what about you man what are you playing right now uh so for once i'm playing uh a new release i'm playing something that's mm, what okay i just saw the ceiling pop in but it's brit brit's here there's brit sorry am i interrupting something yeah uh, just me and like, you know, I was going to talk about what I've been playing and talking shit about me. Let me talk what I've been playing. Oh. All right. Ah, what the oh, fuck? No, I just, wow. she, she stole the mic. Go, right? go ahead. Go ahead. 
I didn't want to talk about it anyway. It's fine. No, I want to. I want to. You've actually been playing games, and I want to hear it. Britt, did you see our new look, by the way, or at least the new look that we're going to be evolving? I did. I I did, and I'm a little upset about it because I just set up OBS with the shit that we were playing, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, Britt and I spent like two hours getting get it all set up, okay, and John's well, like, so, okay, so, so you, it's not like you need to go with the. I mean, you know, for a stream or anything, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just messing around and playing with stuff. Anyway, Britt, since you stole the mic from Jeff, what are you what are you playing right now? No, he's going. Oh, Jeff's going. I gotta fix my camera anyway, so it's not ceiling camera. Uh, okay, I'll I'll go. Um, yeah, no, for once I've been playing an actual new release because usually I'm just playing Final Fantasy fourteen or Minecraft or Gran Turismo or yeah. just some Sims Four, which is a great game. But no, I'm uh, and it's so not good. a new game. I'm playing a remaster because that's that's all I've been playing on my PS Five. It's just re releases of old games. That's but kind of, uh, that's I'm kind playing. Of all there is. Yeah, I'm playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Ah, uh, Mass Effect, yeah. I, I just I just wrapped up the first game uh, a couple days ago, Jesus, and I, I started Mass fast. Effect 2. That was fucking fast. Dude. I mean, I don't do side stuff, really. Oh, I mean, okay. like it. I finished it in like 18 hours or something, and I'm playing on casual because I don't want to fight oh, stuff. Like, I casual just, gamer exposed right here. Yeah, you know, I, I want the least resistance possible <laughs> from my video games. I don't want to be challenged. I don't want to be stressed out. I just want the story. I want to explore. I want to meet lots of cool aliens and shit. So um, yeah, no, I play. I played on casual. I'm really enjoying it. I've, I love. I love Mass Effect. It was one of my favorite trilogies. Um, I was a little bit late. I didn't play the first one that came out. I kind of played all three of them right as Mass Effect three came out. That's and what after, I did. Yeah, and after it had like the better ending added, so I never got that like outrage of the original one. It was it was a good ending. I was happy with it. The, um, the reason why I played Mass Effect three was because of the. Um the demo i fucking loved the multiplayer demo so i went back before mass effect 3 got released and i played one two and then when three came out i was all kind of the remaster doesn't have the uh or uh, the remaster of three doesn't have the multiplayer right not yet mm -hmm. but they said if enough demands there they'll bring it in oh, oh that's yeah. the, i would th fucking love that's that the, that shit. Th that's the atlas way of doing shit like you want these games on switch <laughs> or like you know tell us how bad you want them and you might get them like god i hate that oh <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm really impressed. Uh, you know, people listen to the show. No, I'm I'm picky. I'm a little bit of a snob. I mostly play on PC. I'm I'm very choosy, and I have a high bar when it comes to these remasters and stuff. Uh, and I was I was cynical. Uh, EA doesn't do a lot of remasters, and Bioware has never done one, so I didn't know what to expect. And I've been burned a lot the last year, especially playing on PC. I bought uh, quite a few games for a hundred dollars that just straight up didn't work. And this is one of the better remasters I've ever played. I've I've tried to replay the first Mass Effect a few times over the years because I've had it on Steam forever, um, and I just never made it that far. Just it's it's dated. It's super dated, and I mean, there's only so much they can fix in this remaster. But the the shooting feels. I know it doesn't feel great. Most people playing this for the first time are not going to love it, but I can tell you, it feels so much better than the original game. Um, can confirm. Yeah, and just the uh, the game looks incredible. I mean, you know, the, the polygon count isn't super high. Like, some of the faces still look a little weird. The eyes are a little buggy sometimes. But the textures are incredible. Like, the amount of care and effort. And some of the little things, like, when you get to the main menu and then you choose, like, to load up Mass Effect 1, it, it skips, like, the career and load screen. It just takes you straight into the game. Um, it's, it's clear that a lot of time and effort was put into this remaster. And it's like, oh, it's so close to being perfect, but... It, because I'm picky, I have to mention it. The first game has an audio bug where like surround sound is broken. So like you can barely hear voices and the guns, oh. like 
the gunshots <laughs> shake my house. It's like wait, hold they on. Mess the guns up. what? They shake my house. Like they're so <laughs> fucking loud. It's just they messed up the channels and the levels. Um, and then the the second game, the blacks are blown out or crushed. So like it's really hard to see some stuff. But other than that, like I, I mean, I, beggars can't be choosers. They're, these are by far the best versions of the games, and I'm really still, liking them. Did they fix the glitch? Like like d- does the shepherd's head just still do like a 360 sometimes when he's no. when he's turning around? No, they got rid of that shit. Oh, that's what made Mass Effect Mass Effect, man. Yeah, pretending that Shepard was injured by the beast himself. And like uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've only seen the gif with with male Shepard. But, you know, I I mean, I played this when I was younger. I was uh, 20 when the first game came out and I was I, I'm, I always want to play the dude. I want to play someone exactly like me. And now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm tired of guys in games. So like I'm playing Fem Shep because I, I I always heard rave reviews about her. And like, it's fucking awesome, man. Like the it's so much like I hate Gen- saying this every time. It's so much better. Jennifer yeah, Hale is I, such an incredible no, voice actor. No like, disrespect to Mark Muir. I will always yeah. have a special play. He seems like a great guy. That was my first playthrough. I'm always gonna hear that voice in my head. Um, but it's just it's nice to have something different. And I genuinely think, yeah, she did an excellent job um just injecting so much personality into this. Just uh, thinking about it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, oh, she's like uh, she sold that fucking series for me. I my most vivid memory of Mass Effect is not even the game itself. It's how pissed off oh, Fox God. News was about the uh about the 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 romantic options in the game. And I remember Jeff Keeley went on Fox News and like the whole panel was like so t- like, you know, try to defend this Debbie does doubt, da- you know, you know, Debbie does Dallas in space. And he's like, that's not what this is. Like, he's like, you see the side of an alien boob. That's about it. He was like, you, you know, he he was like, he, he was like, you don't just turn the game on and then it asks you, do you want to have sex? And you press X. Like, Although the way Mass Effect has been trending, I, I expect that's what the next game will be. <laughs> or just what? Just just hit X to have sex. You know, if any there. of you played Andromeda, they have pretty pretty lengthy sex scenes. Yeah. Wait, do they really? They sure do. I, I, I remember watching it being like, oh, this isn't fade to black. This is Yeah. Okay. Horny on main. It is. Wow. That's the real reason why I love Andromeda so much, by the way. Now I've just got this metal picture in my head of Mass Effect just flat out saying, press X to have sex, press A to, to continue press the story. Press X to sex. Press That's X also why sex. Andromeda came out a little half-baked. They spent like the entire dev cycle on the sex scenes. They're like, oh, fuck. We have to build the rest press of the game. A- press X to pay your respects, if you get my meaning. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff, okay, what else you got? moving on. That's it. I'll right. the spotlight enough. I, I, I want to hear I, what other people are I will actually, I will, I will go next, because I'm going to be brief. Um... Of course, obviously, Britt, why don't you go ahead? Nope. No, 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 Britt, please. No, I like you're going to be brief. Let okay, me hear I'm you gonna, be brief. Yeah, I am going to be brief. I am going to be brief. Um, <laughs> now so, let me begin my 5,000-page essay on. So, so, so I'm replaying <laughs> Final Fantasy VI. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so obviously, I'm playing some Final Fantasy XIV like I do almost every other day. Uh, yesterday, I streamed the end of the Blue Mage storyline, which uh, Finn was actually watching part of that. And it ends in a boss battle against Gogo, uh, the mimic from Final Fantasy VI, um, and also V. And it's got his classic uh, Final Fantasy VI theme, and it's great. Um, where's Finn going? Finn just turned his camera off. Uh, but 
Anyway, look, look, I'm talking about what I'm playing, Jeff. Okay. I'm playing Final Fantasy 14. I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm looking at the chat, Jeff. The chat is right here. Okay. Is I don't even have the open? chat open. Okay. What, are you, so, what the fuck okay. are you talking about? Right, so here's the thing, Jeff. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will move on from Final Fantasy 14. Never mind that it's something I love and something that makes me happy. I will move on from talking about what makes me happy and move on to something else that makes me happy. I'm playing, uh, I'm replaying actually, uh, Persona 4 Golden on Vita. Um, I fucking love P4G. It's one of my favorite games. Um, in many ways, I have always, Jeff, I'm kidding. Jeff, it's a joke. I don't know what you're talking about. Jeff, I'm looking at the chat. You don't need to feel like a piece of shit. It's literally a joke. It, I am kidding. Um, now I feel bad. God damn it, Jeff. Great. We all fucking feel Can bad. I'm sorry. I just love you so much. I love you too, Jeff. Jeff, I love you too. Um, no, but I'm also playing uh, Persona 4 Golden. In many ways, I th there are certain aspects of it, I think. I, I think this game does some things better than Persona 5 Royal. Um, namely, characters. I just I am more attached to the to the cast of characters in four than I was five. Uh, Hana, I don't know if yeah. you're I don't know if you're familiar with the Persona series at all. Um, okay, yeah, I've played most of them. See, yeah, so 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 like there is there's just something about Yosuke and Chie and Riz and Yukiko that I just you know I I I I, I and you know Teddy and. I, I just I think it's a overall better written, more believable cast of characters. Um, that said, like you know, going through P4G again and replaying it does really, really. It I'm trying to th trying to think of the best way to put this. It really kind of emphasizes just how far that series has come when it comes to to dungeon design, um, because the palaces in P in Persona Five are incredible, and the palaces in Persona Four and really everything preceding that or just kind of hallways uh you know like that's really what's so bad yeah that's really what they are like it's it's not great um but uh but i will say that i think the music in p4g is an absolute high of the entire persona series um i there is not a single bad track on this uh every time reach out to the truth comes on whenever uh i, I just like ah, it just makes me happy it puts a smile on my face um and in between that i'm finishing up my super mario rpg run and i'm looking forward to shin megami tensei 3 hd next week that's what i got so i'm on the only thing i'm gonna say against that is i love persona 5 music i've never played a persona game but you fucking i will always think of all the memes that came out when persona 5 came out and one of them was fucking Mo Sislak from The Simpsons dancing to the theme <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, I think of that shit at least weekly. Like, it's one of my favorite fucking things. This, another show and another Simpsons reference, and CJ's not here. My heart uh, breaks. No, it's because I'm here. Like, if I didn't show up, maybe he would have taken place. When was the last time you guys were on a podcast together? I think when he joined, honestly. Yeah, I, think I think that that's... was the last time we were on a podcast together. I think there's I think there's a I think there's a I think there's a deeper issue here that needs to be explored. I truly do. Brittany, what are you playing? I don't think so. Um so I'm playing WoW. I streamed a little bit in Nier and I actually started playing 14 again. Um also Why didn't you tell me? I well I just like installed it and like and everything it did the updates and just kind of logged on to see where where I was at in the uh, game. Oh, okay. Also um 
my husband is on call, so I might have to mute for a little bit because his computer is right next to mine. But um, real quick, I just want to talk about CJ's tweet um, about Mass Effect because I feel like it's really important to bring up. Um, he said, I had a conversation in Mass Effect with Rex last night in which he basically said, I don't hate humans, but I don't compare their suffering to my species. It absolutely messed me up. I don't think I've related to anything in a game quite like that. And I think that's a really important message, not only for him, but simply because it is a... This is dialogue from a game that's, what, 10 years old? Over 10 years old? 14 years old. And for something to age that well, I think really says something about not only the storytelling in the game, but just how to deal with being a minority in a predominant human society. Um, and I think a lot of those themes are going to pop out the more I haven't been able to play through Mass Effect. I haven't been able to play through a lot of near because I have an ear infection and it's giving me really bad migraine. Yeah. Um, and it's giving me really bad migraine. So like the, the shooting, like I can't play Resident Evil 8. I can't play like, I can't play anything. That's not like an MMO where I'm just running in place basically. So, um, missed it. What I asked if you had a near infection. An a near oh god. <laughs> god. <laughs> Someone clip that the moment she gets it. <laughs> I'm just no sitting here really way. proud. And also John can no longer give me crap for my puns because he does them no. whenever he thinks of them. So for I'm me. here for it. Real quick before we move on from Mass Effect, just to follow up on what Britt said and uh, and CJ's tweet, I think one of the great things about Mass Effect that I I I think probably just flew over my head at the time because I just didn't get it back then is right yeah like how much uh, how much really good stuff is in there, but it also it really like it's you're tasteful. the hero you're a hero, but it doesn't like idolize humanity like it really pushes back on a lot of the conventions and stuff like that where like. Hey, you guys, like maybe you come in here and you're the newest species and you're just acting like you're all that and you want your place on here. Like, and everything really like push it back. Like, no, actually, like you humans aren't shit and like you don't get to be entitled and just take all this stuff. Um, so, and then there's the, the space racist Ashley, but we won't get into that. But, uh, yeah. And I think, like, does anybody know, have they played a game with Ashley where she grows as a character? By three, she has I, grown. I saw but... somebody on Twitter say that Ashley would have stormed the Capitol. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she does grow. Ashley would have stormed the Citadel. Yeah. Ashley would have stormed the <laughs> Citadel to get a human on Spectre on board. But like I said, I just think it's really important to talk about like the theme of Mass Effect mm-hmm. and how... It, a game that was made 14 years ago can resonate with people today and um, tastefully address these issues, right? Like, there's nothing... Like, it makes you uncomfortable in the right ways. Um, Like, Ashley. Like, if you're not uncomfortable by Ashley, then that's probably a good indication of the type of person you are in real life. So, um, 
And most of the dialogue options like reflect that. They aren't like, oh yeah, you're right. Like fuck these aliens or something. They're like, yeah. what the hell's wrong with you? Yep. Like what mm -hmm. what do you have against? So, like they're just they're just helping us out like everyone else. Like <laughs> One last thing and then we can move on because I thought it was really funny. So uh, Zach is playing it right now and his um his oldest daughter, my stepdaughter, she is 18 years old, just graduated um high school. So she's been sitting out and watching him play and um, they were talking about the romance options um, in the first game, which is, of course, Liara and Ashley. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the, the the blue alien. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's super cool. Like, you should anyway. Um, and he was she was like, well, what, what's wrong with Ashley? And he was like, well, Ashley's kind of racist. And he kind of talked about it. And then literally right after that, he walked up to Ashley, went to talk to her. And the first thing she said is, can I can I? Um, speak out of turn or something commander and she was like i'm really uncomfortable with all these aliens on these ships <laughs> <laughs> and she was like oh my god oh <laughs> uh, classic i literally like i i played through all the mass effect games once and i never touched them again um it, it's not yeah, that they have really i think they have really good um like better better gameplay and um i think they have really good like if you're not going to play for the gameplay which i i get i understand i, I think the story is still really important at least mm -hmm. in the first one the first I, one's actually my favorite i i will same I, I will die in the hill that mass effect 2 is the pinnacle of the series um you know even even though even though the final See, boss mass effect 2 was forgettable to me i don't know why i, I don't think two. it's a bad like, game two, like just, two was two really resonated with me uh, especially like I, I feel like two had some of the best characters like Jack and Kasumi, um, like uh, you know, I, I just see. I, I didn't like that they were locked behind. Like I don't like when characters are locked behind fucking one DLC and two paid yeah, DLC. Yeah, like, yeah, Kasumi being locked behind DLC was was lame. I, I well, so was uh, Zaid. Zaid, yeah, yeah, Zaid was. It was pre-order DLC, which was it's funny, funny because he's I, like totally forgettable. Right, to and I got into mm -hmm. the game. Obviously not when I could pre-order it, so I didn't have an opportunity to play with him. Shout out to uh, our friends at Uppercut Crit who just had an article go up today about how all the Mass Effect characters are like war criminals. And <laughs> various <laughs> shades of just moral reprehensibility. <laughs> oh, we love them. So, um, uh, Finn, why don't you go ahead and go, and then we'll we'll um, we'll move on. Finn, then go we'll ahead. move on. Yes. So I, I mean, Je we've already talked a lot of Mass Effect. I have been replaying Mass Effect. Uh, I am determined to get the triple plat. Um, so I'm playing on insanity Ooh, difficulty for, oh, and doing shit, everything for that. That's like I mean, the polar that's opposite the of original. Jeff. You, you and Jeff are like, it's like that opposites attract song from Paul. You, by you Paul have Apple. a kid now. You can't play that much games. You don't have time for that. So I'm already uh, level 39. How? You I'm have a newborn. How? Paternity leave. She takes naps and that's when I game. That so anyway, so I'm a level 39 on my insanity playthrough, and I'm re I'm almost done all the unexplored world stuff, which is I think the most tedious aspect of the original game. Oh yeah, then I'll be able sure, to just yeah, then I'll sucks. be able to just mainline the main plot planets and beat it. But getting there is half the fun. Um, I'm mixing it up this time. I've never played a femship, and I'm not usually I play a male soldier because I was on insane sanity difficulty, and that was like the easy mode for that. But now I'm playing an infiltrator and I can't romance Tali anymore. So I have to figure out who I'm going to go with this playthrough. 
And I think I'm going to actually uh, keep Caden around and see if he ever becomes not terrible. So did we, I'm excited. Did we, um, I, 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 I feel like it needs to be mentioned. Like you mentioned Tali and for th- like for years, we wondered what she looked like underneath that mask. And then we find out that <laughs> she just looks like a human. And it was a stock photo of a model yep. that they got from Google and just that's been recolored. fixed. Oh, has that's it now? Fixed. Has yes. it really? Also, what does she look when like? When I lay now? in bed at night, I don't know. I haven't gotten to Mass Effect three yet. I'm also John's favorite game. I'm playing some Pie Cross. Oh, that's so boring. Like it's just Get math. My... Yes, it's awesome. No, but it's 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 the no, best. that's gross. But I also have a learning disability called uh, dysgraphia. So I literally so maybe cannot, not for you. I literally can't play Pie Cross. Is that actually a thing? It is. It's like dyslexia, but with numbers. Or oh, I'm sorry. Oh. The, the technical term is dis dyscalculia. Like it's a mouthful, but but it is ba- it's it's much rarer than dyslexia but it is literally dyslexia but with numbers i need a calculator to do the simplest oh. math problems this, um, this is actually a thing i'm sorry john i'll never doubt you again when you tell me something you da- i mean i will i still will why but... would you, you've doubted me in the past don't answer that um so finn you got anything else mass effect and Pycross, no. Uh, Caitlin's okay. been playing a shit ton of Pokemon Snap, but that about that's that's it. All right. So before we move on to our our our, our topics here, I want to I want to throw something out. Uh, I want to throw something out here just to get a little serious for a minute. I want to make it very clear to everybody listening that SDGC and I I know that I speak for all of us. We support the Palestinian people. Um, and uh, there are please if you can, there are so many. Uh, there are so many charities that you can donate donate to right now uh, to victims of genocide, particularly pa- Palestinian children. Uh, there's the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund uh, is the is the first one that I think of, and I, I should have had a link for it. I wish I had a link for it. Um, but you know what's happening over there is a tragedy um, to the mind and to the heart, uh, and there are so many there are so many there's so many innocent people dead that didn't need to be that shouldn't be. Um, and, you know, we're all sitting here talking about video games and laughing together on a Thursday night, and that's great. Um, and that's fine. We should, we should all have a good time together, but everybody in chat here, please remember that there are individuals across the sea right now who aren't doing that, who, who don't have that luxury like we do. Um, and if you can, you know... Everybody has every, everybody here is of different means, but if you can spare a few dollars, please go to the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund and donate what you can, because I guarantee you there's a child out there who wishes that. I mean, you know, right now we're we're sitting in comfort and we don't have to worry about a missile or a rocket coming through our roof, but there are kids over there who don't have that luxury. So please just, you know, if nothing else, take this as a reminder that we should take nothing for granted. Um, and we, we really need to enjoy what we have. So please keep, keep, keep the Palestinian people in your thoughts and donate to them if you can. I would really appreciate that. Um, 
I just wanted to I, I wanted to make it absolutely clear uh, where this podcast stands on that. Um, and uh, and again, I, I know that I speak for everybody here. Uh, so let's move on to our very first topic. And what do we want to start with? Do we want to do? Um, hold on, you guys can hear me, right? Okay, yep. cool, cool. I just it's, uh, it's uh, my my internet looked like it was going wonky for a minute. So I just wanted to make sure. Uh, so we're oh oh look at that. We got a link in the chat for the uh for the relief fund. Perfect. So if you're in chat and you want to donate something, please feel free. That would be fucking fantastic. So what topic do we want to start off with? Do we want to go with uh Jeff? Why don't you kick us off, man? Oh God. <laughs> go ahead. I don't man. know. Come like on. a uh, I think we're kind of reaching for topics this week. It's this year is like there's either no news or like there's or all a the news. Gl- glut of news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, this, this one's a small thing. Uh, so we, you know, the last of us two, uh, got an update today. You know, I have no concept of time. I don't even know if this was today or yesterday. It was to- today? Um, it was today, right? Yesterday. Was it yesterday? I, I think, I think Finn's wrong, but I'm just going to say that because it's Finn. Um, but well, I'm sorry. Look, I, I, look, I gotta be true to myself. But- uh, see, so, yeah, I got an update for PS5, uh, 60 FPS now. It's one of these, like, it's the biggest, Sony has really messed up, like, their backwards compatibility works, but it's really screwed up their messaging, because all the headlines read, like, The Last of Us 2 is now, like, has a free PS5 upgrade, and everyone gets really confused, but it doesn't actually have a PS5 version, it's running in PS4 backwards compatibility mode, they've just unlocked the frame rate, basically, to to let it run at 60, Um, so there's no other enhancements, but, you know, it's just giving it a little bit more access to the uh, the power of the new console and stuff, and it's I don't know one of the most most popular games uh, last year. It was, and that's um, it's a it's a big deal. Hana, did you ever play uh, The Last of Us Two? Um, not two. I played one. I watched someone play two for most of it. It's like watching like an HBO series, right? Like if you're watching yeah, somebody play it, yeah. Like that's I think that's I mean, a you're really... watching most of The Last of Us anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of... <laughs> I didn't feel like I missed much. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, I, like, I love The Last of Us, um, and I love The Last of Us too. I don't know if I'm in a place mentally right now to play through that game again at this moment. Um, because, I, go ahead, Jack. I said it when it came out, like, I think that was an amazing, like, it was a brave game, it was a brave sequel, what it did with the narrative and how it flipped some player expectations and stuff, and challenged, like, your ideas of a hero, and I, you know, I'm, a, I understand complaints against it. I'm a big fan of what Naughty Dog does. I like those style of like movie games. Cause, uh, again, I'm, I'm not big on like, I don't care about combat and I just want the story and they deliver on that front. I ne- I don't know if I ever want to play that game again. Yeah, it was, sure I think it was close to a masterpiece, but it's, it was so fucking exhausting. I just can't even them playing that again. I can't Plus, imagine going I mean, through that again. Dude, it really like it went on about two hours too long it was like um, five hours too long you think it was, so? there was definitely like, some there was just some levels that like there was clear padding it's like oh this is a video game we need to stretch this a little bit like, more like, yeah. honestly like and you know spoilers here obviously but you know i mean the game's over a year old um and fucking everybody and their mother played it um the game should have ended at that moment where uh, Ellie and the kid were sitting on the tractor looking out over the, over the land. Like that's when the game, like the credits should have just started rolling. That would have been a great ending, but instead like there was more, you know, mm. 
more mm. death to go. Mm. Like I don't know. Like it just to it, me, mm. it, it kind of like misses the point of the whole ending if you end it there. But I mean, yeah, I, I know there's there's that whole arc of. I don't like, want to get know, into for, spoilers. For, right, okay. Yeah, anyway, right. that's an argument we can have. We're not an argument, but that's a discussion we can have later. Um, but uh, my thing is uh, is less about the quality of the game because I loved one and two, but like Mass Effect, I, I can replay because it's been 14 years since I mm-hmm. played those games like 14 to 7 the like 11 years since i played these games so enough time has passed that like i've forgotten little bits so the game feels fresh and new but i just played last of us 2 yeah and yeah it's really cool that it's now better but i need more time before i'll rededicate x amount of hours when there's already so much stuff to play that is brand new experiences so that that's basically how i balance playing older replaying older games versus uh new stuff is has it been long enough that it'll feel like a new experience or am i just going through the motions again to play it i don't know that's that's my hot take so one year is not long enough so i actually have a um i have kind of like a a a subtopic for this that i want to throw to hana first since we're talking about the last of us what are your thoughts on that on that rumored remake of the last of us have you heard about this yeah like yeah I, <laughs> okay. I don't understand there it's a full remake right like they're yeah, not like, like a full like they just yeah. did the ps5 update like today or whatever yeah right? no it's a so, it's supposedly a full remake it's a full remake yeah i think i mean you the people are still buying the old one <laughs> and you're updating the new one to mm-hmm. 4k 60 frames per second is there a lot more you can do? <laughs> like, why would can you, you do anything else? That game can't. And the remaster for The Last of Us already has a 4K mode, and yeah, all they would have to like, do is just unlock it to 60 FPS, and you're done. Like, so, yeah. Like, I just, well. <laughs> so, so here's my thing, real quick, Finn, real quick. Um, this game came out less than a decade ago. The game came out in 2013. What? Why, why like and and i believe the rumor i believe it like i think it's probably true no um, i believe it 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah. like i like i i think this is i think this is a really thing that's happening and that's super disappointing because i was really hoping that naughty dog would either do a a you know wrap up the story of the last of us um although i think i i feel like the last of us 2 ended pretty definitively um, or at least it ended the way it, it needed to, or try something new, like like move on to a different genre of game. But if you're just going to remake The Last of Us, like, I... To be fair, I don't think they have their full studio on it. Like, I'm yeah, sure they have a... But... Yeah. I guess it's just not <laughs> necessary. I agree. Like, send it to another studio that, like, yeah. has remakes. It's still... Give it to... Like, I mean... As long as people something, are getting paid, I guess. But. Something, Je- Jeff, you have to say that out loud. What you just said, Jeff. <laughs> fucking dying, dude. I just said uh, Jim Ryan's in his basement playing The Last of Us Remaster on PS4. Like, this is ancient. Who the fuck would play this? <laughs> just, this is just uh, like garbage. I can't. <laughs> what? Just, all right, I'm going to be no the contrarian. Play these old uh, games. <laughs> I'm going to be the contrarian. As long as, as long, I mean, if they have a separate team working on it, I'm all for it because. This is not a remaster like the other one was no, on PS4. but you don't need to this... remake it. It was, I mean, I'm it sorry, was like a 10 out of 10 quick? game. I'm John? just saying, Finn. All right, so fine, talk. It, and if it comes out, like, 
not obviously not next year. So it'll be coming out right around the 10th anniversary. And think about true remakes of games. The Final Fantasy 7 to 7 remake, the original GameCube remake over Resident Evil 1 or even RE2 remake. Remakes are worth it nine times out of 10 remasters and upscaling it's like eh but they're you throwing around the word remake so i'm actually excited to see how they're going to update that and change it right and what Uh, has everybody been playing on their ps5s right now final fantasy 7 yeah, but Mass Final Effect. Fantasy VII so, is literally a new game. Mass Effect's not even a real remake. It's more of a remastering. Like, so that, that's not a remake uh, at all. So, interesting thing. I actually forgot about this, but I did have this conversation a while ago, and it really changed my mind on the whole thing. Mr. Delaby in chat is bringing up the accessibility aspect of this. And, I mean, when we talk about remakes or remasters or ports, we're usually talking about, like, oh, 4K or, like, the graphics or the gameplay and stuff like that. But... Sony, I mean, everyone's been getting better accessibility, but Sony especially and Naughty Dog particular uh, and The Last of Us 2 have been uh, heavily praised for their accessibility options and making these games uh, more accessible to like a bigger audience of people. And that Last of Us remaster is basically just uh, a quick shine on a PS3 game that's almost coming up on 10 years old now. So ignoring, you know, the fact that remake's a little goofy, ignoring like it, the graphics are good, it doesn't need to be remade. Uh, taking that and putting it into a modern um, skew with all of the accessibility options that are available in The Last of Us 2, uh, you know, like uh, he says, there's people on Twitter saying like, I couldn't play the, the original Last of Us, I could play the Last of Us 2. I would love to play that first game in the same manner that the second game offered me with all these options and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, food for thought. Like we roll our eyes a little bit about, and I do too, but it's, it's just interesting to take that perspective from other people and look at it a different way. Yeah. Like our friend, Steve Saylor, he was a big proponent on the accessibility of last of us two. Steve's a good guy. And, uh, I mean, and Steve and last of us one, I mean, is from an era before accessibility became anyone's actual concern. Now, I mean, this is a great segue into our next topic. Which I mean, you can just is add those, but you, but you can just add, Yeah, well, well, I was going to say, the Control added a ton of accessibility features yeah. after the fact, which I know is a newer game, but I feel like you could just add those features. Yeah, those that's what I'm thinking too, Hannah. Huh? But now they can do that while also game. remaking the whole game. So everybody wins. And make you pay $60 more. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Actually, like, 70 thank you very 70, much. Sorry. Oh, wow. yeah, no. No, that's a good. No, but I mean, I'm pro remake. I'm sorry. That's just that's I I think it's going to be cool. Uh, If it's a game I really like and you're going to remake it over remastering it. I'm usually for it. I can't think of the last time you remake. Let me down. So, but like I said, that's a great segue into our next topic, which is today is GAAD. It is Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And like Jeff said, uh. Because today Insomniac came out and showed off all of the accessibility options for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It was pretty impressive. And it's yeah. awesome. I mean, because I love this stuff because it's not really, you know, it's nothing that actually affects me as a gamer because I'm very fortunate that not, I don't need accessibility options to play games. But I have lots of friends that have various issues across the spectrum and the fact that nowadays games are getting this attention especially from the big developers like both microsoft and sony today came up with big announcements about like look at all the ways we are making accessibility a forefront of our development and 
that's going to start trickling down to the smaller developers, smaller being EA Activision, Ubisoft, and then Indies. And like, it's just because it's having the big dogs take it so seriously is really cool. And nowadays you're finding jobs in the industry, like accessibility experts or accessibility consultants. And like, this is just not a thing that ever really existed in the industry even five years ago when we to need, any meaningful degree. Well, you know, Finn, I think we need to, um, you know, if we're going to talk about that, we need to acknowledge uh, an individual and an organization that is, oh yeah, you know, extreme. Like, I, you know, I like, was bringing it up, but please. Yeah. No, Finn, go ahead, man. No, no, no. Like you're, you have the stronger connection to him. It makes sense for you to segue. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, I like, you know, you've got to give, you know, you've got to give a lot of that, the credit of that for Steven Spahn, uh, who yep. is a, you know, a friend of the show, Able per- gamers. personal friend of mine and, uh, you know, uh, and Able Gamers, um, you know, without, without Steven and Able Gamers, a lot of this stuff simply wouldn't exist. Like, I mean, they worked hand in hand with Microsoft to create the Xbox adaptive controller, which yep. changed the game hundred percent for for gamers across the world. Um I can't even and- imagine just the basically the the like war of attrition that they have spearheaded to get these small games that have so slowly snowballed. Cause yeah, a lot of it can be just directly really tied back. Well you know like here's what pisses me off about this and I'll I'll you know I'll, I'll I know a lot of you, I know all of you will probably have something to say, and I'll, I'll throw it to Hannah first. Uh, I, I want to get our guest in on this. Um, but espe- like today, especially, I have seen, and anytime really, you bring up accessibility in games, you see so much vitriol and so much anger uh, in the gaming community about, you know, <laughs> because people always boil that shit down to, oh, I don't want an easy mode in Dark Souls, you know? And it's like, okay, okay but that's not what it's about. We're not just talking about difficulty levels in really tough games we're talking about accessibility options like you know that's that's one small part of it but but it really brings out that elitist gatekeeping bullshit that i i fucking hate about the gaming community in general like you know as much as i love games and i love games like i can't stand like half of the people who play them (laughs) and 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 today is. I really only like you guys. That's what it boils. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's why like... I'm not on Twitter. I'm like, I just I want to talk to these people. Yeah, and I don't want any of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, like you know, and and like, look, like we're we're all able-bodied individuals. Like you know, Jeff actually does have a lot of issues with his hands. Um, and uh, Jeff, I got bonitis. He's got he he he's got the bonitis, and uh, and. Jeff has issues with his hands. Um, you know, uh, Hannah, do you have any uh, any disabilities that inhibit your 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 ability to to play games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I use a wheelchair when I go to my job. Um, oh I wow, I didn't know. I, I did not know um, that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like so. I tweet about it sometimes, but like, it's not like something that like I really think about on a daily basis. I guess. But this is a so. Um, I mean, I mean, this is a topic that is extremely important to you then. Yeah, um, I have a spine condition. It, it, it's called ankylosing spondylitis. Um, it slowly causes my spine to fuse together over the course of my life. Uh, I'm taking medication for it to slow that process down, but I still do have like a lot of chronic pain. And then I also have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, um, which causes my joints to be hypermobile. So I do have a lot of issues, uh, especially playing games where it's like 
quick fire or something where you have to like press the button every time to fire and there's no option to change it to like hold fire or toggle fire or anything like that. Um, so I do tend to look for the accessibility features a lot and I do appreciate like the recent boost in all of that and especially like what Able Gamers is doing. Do you feel like that's... Yeah. Been... Oh, Jeff, go ahead, please, please, please. please. Oh, sorry. The, no, no, no. Uh, go ahead. Finish. Um, no, I was just going to say I made light of it before, but I, I do have uh, issues. I have, um, you know, because of my job, I've got repetitive stress injuries to my hands and wrists. And, uh, you know, I'm primarily a PC gamer. I grew up playing keyboard mouse and I can't really use a keyboard and mouse anymore. I have to use controllers and like, uh, you know, I've got a big collection of games on Steam and most of the old games don't have any controller supports. So I have to like find mods and find ways around it. And even then using a controller, uh, it's like Hana said, like anything where like you repeatedly press the trigger and stuff like that, my hand, like my finger just cramps up. Uh, the pain is like excruciating. It goes all the way up through my tendons, all the way up through my forearm. Um, there was so a, I mean, Jeff, there was a time you couldn't play games for like several I months, right? six months off playing games when it first happened yeah back in like 2018 or so yeah, so I it's that. and you know i was very fortunate before that to be very physically healthy and it really opened my eyes to like oh my god like and i have it easy there's so many people that struggle so much worse like this shit is so important um and it's been so ignored for so long so it's great that it's uh, there's so much more focus on it and you know what just one of the most simplest examples of how uh gamers get mad at accessibility but how it can help is just the stuff you described when games allow you to switch qtes to rapid button presses yes. to just holding it down yeah. like that 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 is a game changer for so many people but people will get red in the face saying how it's uh ruining the integrity of the game and i'll just never understand those people they suck well yeah i, I always see those people going like well you never earned something if you played it on oh, accessibility jesus what did you earn in the first place it's a fucking video game yeah like, fuck you if i drop 90 dollars to play this stupid game i've earned to do whatever the hell yeah, i want to do player game like, yeah. yeah maybe with multiplayer games you might have a point but like even then like a disability is far more of a handicap than being well, able to see a, a red enemy on the horizon or yeah something the, word, the phrase that comes up all the time is like not every game needs to be for everyone and but that's like that's not that's a bad faith argument because you know what what that should mean is like a movie not every movie needs to be everyone it means not everyone's gonna like that movie but everyone should at least be able to go in and sit through the movie and either listen to it through descriptive audio or subtitles and at least be able to give it a chance and then decide if they like it or not. The problem with these games is not everyone know this game isn't for everyone because they can't even get to the point where they can see if they like it or not because they literally can't even play the game. And that's why these matter. Sorry, I was just looking something up. Um, so, so there was, who here remembers that, that tweet and it became a meme. It became a fucking meme. Uh, oh, you, uh, yeah, so, oh, no, so, you're no, not I've actually, not I've actually got, I've actually got it right here. I've, 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 I, I, I've got it right here. It's, um, you only, you cheated not only, and it was somebody, it was yes. like somebody like oh, used, no. It, it was something. It had. It, what's that? Everybody, know, you don't even have to read it. Like everyone no, knows yeah. what you're It's like you know, you didn't grow, you didn't improve. It's like what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like I'm, I'm an adult. Like you know, you experienced a hollow victory. Nothing was risked and nothing was gained. And it's like you're not fucking risking anything, dude. It's a single player game. I just want to scream about? at these people. Like this is a toy. 
It's a, it's a plastic box, and then it, you play. It's a toy. Like you just like you know what it reminds me of. Like you know, you know those little boxes, and they have the shapes in them. And like you put like imagine yelling at a baby for trying to put like a different shape into a different hole, and it still fucking fits. Like who cares? They got it. In. Like, <laughs> like like video games are so important to me, but at the same time, like you know. When I first met my wife, you know, and we sat down for our first ever date at dinner, you know, I wasn't like so uh I didn't want to tell you this over the phone, uh, you know, when we when we met on match.com, but I did clear uh uh Gwyn I, I did clear Gwyn uh at the end of Dark Souls uh without getting hit once. I just did a lot of dodge rolls. Uh I don't like to talk about it. It's you know, it's part of my life. Um you know. But I mean, like, who the fuck cares? Like, like, I said it on Twitter today, but and I'll say it again here. The more people that are able to play video games, like in all seriousness, the more people that are able to play video games, the more, like, the better off the industry will be because people will buy more video games. And when people buy more video games, more money gets given to the developers. And when developers get more money, they are able to make more video games. So mm-hmm. so I, I, I don't know... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anyone would have a problem with this. Like it, it just it boils down to why the fuck do you care what other people are doing with their free time? You know exactly why. So much. It's like it goes beyond that. It's like it feels like all the problems in the world are just like why do you care who someone else loves? Why do you care yeah. what they do in the bedroom? One. Why do you care what they watch, what music they listen to? Why do you fucking care what someone does in their basement, how they play a game with a controller by themselves, just trying to enjoy their short life on this planet? Like, who you the fuck? Why? You know why, Jeff? People live. This is why. This is why. And it, it all boils down to one word. Validation. People need to be validated. Mm. I, I would thought you were about ready to fucking read that tweet again. No, honestly, no, so. no. <laughs> thing. no. you can't cheat. It's, no, it's it's you know it's all about not ex- it's all about earning it and not experiencing a hollow victory. But no, it's a it, it's about validation. People need their experiences validated, right? Um, you know, somebody, somebody, uh, for example, like let's say they like like they have this incredible achievement in a game. Like I I you know I beat the game without dying once. I beat Wolfenstein. Oh, uh, without dying once. It was, it was awesome. And then they find out that somebody else did that, but they but they played it on casual. Oh, but he played it on he played it on easy. He didn't play it on uh he didn't play it on on warlord difficulty or whatever the fuck that you know like you know the hardest difficulty is. Um, you know, Uber difficulty. Like he didn't do that, so he didn't really earn it. Like like people take these experiences and make them part of their personality. And and when and when they hear that somebody else did it, but they but they did it uh, by playing an easier version of the game, for them, for that person, their entire their like their entire experience gets for them called into question because they are insecure about themselves. This isn't a problem with this isn't a problem with the other person. It's a problem with them. And I find that not just pathetic but also really sad like i actually i i pity those people if i <laughs> they expend so much energy worried about what other people are doing like jeff said not just in games but in the bedroom in their personal lives and their social lives 
they spend so much time worrying about what somebody else is doing that they are letting their entire lives slip away. And, and you know, you know, if you are, if you are spending that much time angry about somebody else's life, you are not living your own. And that to me is just fucking tragic. That's what, that's what I don't understand. It's like why people, and I don't mean to, to derail from the, the, the point that accessibility in games is needed and wonderful. But I think that's a big reason is like a big thing that bothers me is people just genuinely going out of their way to make other people feel inferior just because it makes them feel good. Right. Like validation isn't a good enough excuse to me. Oh. It's just like you're, you're putting people down in the process of trying to build yourself up. And if that's how you're trying to do it, that's not what like you need to find something else to do. You need to find something else to validate yourself and you need to reevaluate yourself and stop putting other people down because they do things differently than you. Like it, it's just, it's, that's the most frustrating thing about all of, you know, the, the Twitter engagements, right? Like the fights that you see constantly every day of just the back and forth is it's just like these people who don't care about harassing other people right like that's they they like it they enjoy it and that's what bothers me it's not necessarily what they say it's the fact that these people live and exist and their whole purpose is just to bring other people down like they wake up and that's what they want to do and that's that's like i don't want to i don't want to be that person i don't want any kind any type of stuff like that in my life so it's like I can't I can't understand why you care so much what other people do with their time, why you care so much about what other people say. Just let people be happy. Hannah, go ahead. You look like you had something to say. Yeah, no, um, with what she was saying about like how it's just making people feel bad on purpose. I think a lot of them think it's like some kind of revenge because like I mean, we all played high school played video games like our whole life, got made fun of in high school or whatever for being nerdy or whatever. But then some of these people think like, oh, well, it wasn't cool to play games before, but it is now. So now I've been playing games the longest. Now I'm the cool guy. So now yeah. I get to bully these people. And it's just mm -hmm. bullshit. Like, I get it all the time. Like, yeah, you haven't been playing is. games nearly as long as I have. And I like the first game I remember beating is Final Fantasy VII when I was like four. Like, you were four? That's an exaggeration. I was Hell like, yeah. I think I was four when it came out. When did it come oh. out? Jesus. We gotta get Hada and CJ on the same podcast. God. I'm so uh, Okay, so just a shout out real quick. You remember how I said that CJ was really loving Mass Effect and that conversation with Rex just stuck with him? Yes. In his game, Ashley just shot Rex and Rex is dead. Of so course, he's of, course, of course she did. Of course she did. So he's a he's a little torn up right now. So everybody, do we need F's to, and chat? F's give and CJ chat. some love. Let's let's get some F's in chat for CJ, who can't be with us tonight I because was, he's. I was morning. two when Final Fantasy VII came out. <laughs> I, I mean, was, like, yeah, just, I, was I was fucking seventeen. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, just, <laughs> uh, I'm in the middle ground. I think I was like I was like ten when FF Seven came, but like. On topic of FF7, I just want to, like, just to, like, cap off this topic, I guess. Final Fantasy VII was, like, my favorite game of all time up until, like, a couple years ago, and it's now Final Fantasy XIV. Um, but, like, my, you know, we talk about, like, this, like, 
people feel like threatened or like, I like this thing the longest. I've been playing this the longest. Like that makes me better. My reaction when someone played like Final Fantasy Remake last year is not like, oh, actually, like, you know, I like this game for 20 years. I'm like, hey, that's fucking great. Someone else and found this so game. Someone else got like, to experience this game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. I'm so excited. And like, I just, it, my brain can't like process why anyone would think anything different. I don't understand it. I do have a, um, before we move on, I have got a question for Hana and then I want Jeff to answer it too. Um, I, 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 I do think, you know, you know, tying it, Tying a nice little bow on the uh, on the conversation about accessibility in games, I, I do feel, especially in the past, I don't know, couple of years, that we've come a long way, uh, in in you know in getting you know as you know Able Gamer says you know so everybody can play, um, but I still feel like there's a lo- there's much further that we need to go. And mm-hmm. Hana, wh- where do you think we need to go next? in regards to accessibility in games like what do you think is missing what what do you want to see from the industry going forward i think well obviously esports is competitive so i'm going to get that out of the way i know it's competitive but i think esports needs to be more accessible interesting like esports as a whole is the top tier obviously but i don't understand why there can't be like and i know like the champions like the overwatch champions or whatever it's called now i can't remember contenders that's what it was um, where it's like kind of like the G League for the NBA or something, but like there needs to be a lot more support for those minor league teams and even like like we have the spe- uh, the Paralympics. Like, why can't we have something like that where it's the best uh, disabled gamers that can play against each other? Like, and then you're not pitting like the Overwatch League pros. Like, you're not making like the New York XL go against like a bunch of people who can't bend their wrists but like if you put some some people on an even playing field i think it open up the viewership a lot more no i think that's great and, and honestly i'm glad you said that because esports isn't something i would have considered and that's i guess that's kind of my uh <coughs> that's that that's kind of the the privilege that i have i guess of being an able a fully able-bodied person is is that you know i i don't have the insight on this kind of stuff that you do um, because it's not a part of my life. And so uh, thank you for opening my eyes to that, seriously, because that is something I never would have considered. Um, wow, I've got a lot to think about now. Um, Jeff, what about you, man? Uh, where, where, where do you think that the industry needs to, needs to go moving forward um, in regards to, to making games easier for individuals to play who, who don't have or who aren't as able-bodied as, uh, as others? Uh, I mean, I, I struggle to talk on it. Like I, you know, I have this problem with my wrist and stuff, but like, I, I still don't feel like I am qualified to speak for people with disabilities and stuff. So I don't, I don't really know because I haven't experienced some of those struggles. I think, um, where it needs to go next is, uh, more accountability, I guess. And more like, it's great that some of these big companies are really stepping up. Uh, like Microsoft has done a ton. They've got the adaptive controller for the Xbox, um, and they're kind of leading the way, but I think there's still a lot of others that need to follow. Um, and it's not even just like controllers and button configurations and stuff. It's, you know, the game difficulty problem because like skill is a barrier to a lot of things. And I think it's just more, uh, it needs to be ingrained, uh, at the really starting level. And I think a lot of times, um, it's the culture of these companies, the culture of these developers and studios and stuff like that. Uh, so I think it really needs to be taught 
from that entry level position up and really reinforced by all the upper level management is like, these things matter. When we make a game, we have our budget and we've got our scope and we got our timelines and our milestones. And here's our accessibility. Like it has to be one of those core fundamentals of every game. I don't think it's there yet. I think it's great when companies like Naughty Dog that have hundreds of employees and millions of Sony dollars at disposal, they're like, yeah, we've got the cash to burn to hire five accessibility experts, but most games don't. And so they're not going to make that effort. So I think it's just more, we need to continue talking about it and expecting it and demanding it so that when a game comes out, we need to really hold it accountable if it doesn't have these things and if people can't play it and say like, you know, this isn't good enough. We expect more from you. And so that's, I think, where it needs to go on a, on a high level. And I, sorry, I think um, the more that exists, the more opportunities there will be for more people to be experts in accessibility and be consultants in games. Because like, if you're passing around the same five people between games, there's only so many people who can be there. But if there's 15 people, that's three more that's three times the amount of people that can consult on a certain game or separate games, you know? Well, that's why I'm, well, you know, Hannah, that's why I'm glad you're here to talk about this stuff, especially today, because I, I was not aware that, that, that you suffered from, you know, multiple, multiple disabilities. Um, you know, because I feel like whenever I talk about this stuff, like accessibility is something that is important to me personally, because I want people to play games and I have a lot of friends who are not able-bodied, but it always makes me feel a bit disingenuous whenever I bring it up because it's not something that I deal with in my personal life. Um, and, and so having you here to talk about that lends some real, some real weight and gravity and credibility to the conversation. So thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. I, I try my best. <laughs> um, so, what are we, what are we closing on here? We got 10 minutes. Uh, um, Jeff, we had we got? a, we- couple other topics but like uh i don't know i i think a lot of times we get stuck in the cycle because the games industry has so many problems and we you know talk about gatekeeping stuff like that uh so i want to end on a good note so i thought we've done this before maybe each of us could just talk about something we're excited or looking forward to in the near future whether it's like you know a new game uh an old comfort game just like what are we going to be doing the next few weeks that's going to bring us a little bit of joy and stuff like that i thought that'd be a fun thing Oh, that's a really good idea jeff hana why don't you go first uh playing a lot of pokemon snap um (laughs) i have ratchet and clank uh rift apart pre-ordered i'm definitely ready to spend multiple uh tens of hours in that uh ratchet is so good i love those games i think i have like 60 hours on the the remake that was on the ps plus collection um i think i've played every ratchet and clank game at this point too excuse me um and then uh i'm also looking forward to the the mario golf game uh yes announced i have been super hyped on that so i i will actually use that to segue into what i'm excited about because uh mario golf advance is one of my favorite gba games and i am i am i'm so fucking excited about the new mario golf coming out i'm gonna put 150 hours in that fucking game i love mario golf um, I'm very excited about Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD coming out next week. Um, because everybody know everybody who knows me knows I'm a JRPG guy and I'll play almost any JRPG and uh Shin Megami Tensei 3 is a fucking PS2 classic. I will more than willing I'm more than willing to to play that again on my Switch. Uh I'm also really excited about the crosscode DLC coming out this summer, as I know Finn is as well. 
As I'd love, I that was a that was a game of the year for me last year, or at least it was it was near the top of my list. And I would love to see how that story wraps up. Also, very excited about Metroid Prime Trilogy coming out for Switch this year. Um, we all know it's happening. It, it this is the year. It's finally going to happen. Metroid Prime Trilogy on Switch. You heard it here. Um, one hundred stop. One hundred and ten percent. That means it's not going to happen. And 10%. Why would you do this? What, what is it that that guy said today where it's like, look, uh, I'm pretty sure Metro Prime Trilogy is going to come out this year. Uh, it's, it, it's been close to done since 2019. But, you know, after the release of Metroid Federation Force, they wanted to really make sure that it was released to perfection. Very excited. Uh, what, call? I'm calling it. Very excited. But I'm also excited about the um, about the analog pocket. Uh, which now comes out in October. The Super NT that I got was is literally one of, one of the coolest gaming consoles I have ever owned because it lets me play uh, all my favorite Super Nintendo games at 1080p 60 frames a second on a nice, big, 55-inch 4K television. And the Analog Pocket is going to let me play Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, and Game Boy Color games on a little uh, on a little handheld at 10 times the resolution of a GBA with an IPS V2 screen. And I'm so fucking excited about that. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that, that in the immediate future, that's what I'm super stoked about right now. Oh, and of course, Real Endwalk, Endwalker, duh, fucking the end of the 10 year story between uh, Zodiac and Heidelin. Jeff, go ahead. No, I was going to say real quick, I want to jump back to Mario Golf because you and Hala mentioned it. It does it have online this time. Like, is this finally a Nintendo game that's going to have a online mode? Can we play together? Yes. Yeah, if it's not laggy uh, as okay. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, ni- yeah, no, Hana's right. Like, you know, <laughs> Nintendo infrastructure notwithstanding. Good um, thing golf games require like precise timing or anything right. like that. Yeah, like, although we can't yeah, play Mario fine. Party online now. We can. Do we that we do need Jeff. to do that. We, we do, do need, need to do that. that. But yes, fucking play... crickets after you said that though. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you yeah. kidding? No, that's what we're doing for a charity it. game. It is. I like, I still need to buy it. And. uh... Who wants to go next? Jeff? You want to go next? Final yeah, Fantasy 7 Remake. Uh, oh, shit. I God forgot about it. that. Fuck. Yes. There's yeah, too many... Sh- you uh, just called me out there. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, I'm I'm excited. I I booked a day off tomorrow. I went... I, I'm not good at taking time off work. I went like four years without taking a day off recently. You're, you're like Cal Ripken Jr. Man. <laughs> so, um, you know, I took a personal day tomorrow and it's a long weekend here. So I'm going to have a nice four-day weekend. So I'm excited to just, uh, I don't get a lot of time. Like all my gaming's played in like 20 or 30 minute bursts on my lunch break or like in between chores or errands and stuff like that. It's really hard for me these days to like sit down and get immersed in something. So I'm just going to play Mass Effect all day tomorrow. And I'm really excited about that. Me too. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And and with the tradition, like I said, there's no new games on my PS5 that I'm interested on. So I played Demon's Souls, a remake. And then I played the Spider-Man remaster from 2018. And I'm playing Mass Effect remasters. And yeah, I'm excited for the Final Fantasy VII remake, remaster, PS5 version, whatever you want to call it. Um, I like strictly mainlined the original release because I knew I was going to play it either on PC or PS5. So I'm ready to go all in this time. Going to do all the side stuff, get the summons, uh, just really like soak in that that whole world and just yeah, it's going to be a good fucking time. I'm really really stoked. And uh, Finn, what about you? Um, the answer is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I know uh, you're really excited about that. the original Ratchet and Clank on PS2 was my favorite new IP of that entire generation. And considering the PS2 generation and what it brought, 
is a big bold statement and i've been a fan of that franchise ever since uh i've gotten a platinum in every single one that you can 100 at all the rest i'm it's like one of the only franchises i'll do that for i'm so excited it looks so good uh it's it's legit the reason i i worked so hard to get a ps5 because i didn't they we didn't even have a release date but i knew i needed the system to be ready for it oh ratchet clanks Finn, by the way, are you picking up uh are you picking up any new Super Nintendo games for that uh Super NT you got now? I need to find if there's any like uh secondhand stores near me. I haven't even tried to look because it's never been something I've had to worry about. Uh I do have a pretty sizable collection of games already, but I really want to find like a cart for Terranigma or uh a, a translation cart for blue bahamut lagoon i've got i've got a translated bahamut lagoon card coming i'll get you one so i'm uh and what else am i looking forward to this year uh i always feel like there's nothing coming out the rest of this year except for maybe like uh death loop but then e3 is in like three weeks and we're gonna, we're gonna learn be so hit much with, shit at e3 yeah exactly and it's all gonna be coming out later this year early next year or we might just have one of the driest years of all time and that's because covid and so we excited all just for, I'm, I'm so excited for starfield to launch in late all i know it's gonna is be that great. 2022 and 2023 <laughs> are gonna be jam-packed with so many games that covid delayed <laughs> we're gonna be eating real good hey in the next couple of years Finn, and hopefully no. hopefully we get to see each other right well so so mm-hmm. i was gonna mention that actually real quick i want to give a shout out to uh my buddy Adam Bankhurst and Chad from IGN. Haven't seen you in a while, Adam. Dude, so nice to have you here in chat. Bro. Adam and Chad. Adam is the fucking I miss man. your face. And Adam is the man. And and like Britt said, I you know what, Britt, I'll let you say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. You miss everybody and you saying? want to see us. Oh yeah. Um I hope that <laughs> That's what you're looking forward to. I hope that with these uh upcoming games that we will uh I hope that things change a little bit. I hope that um, a lot of everything is still mainstream and streamed online. Um, like E3 was already pretty good about that before. I hope other like gaming shows and like packs and stuff kind of takes um, takes some tips from that. But I really just want the opportunity to travel and hang out with my friends again and mm-hmm. put my hands all over grimy controllers that other sick fucking gamers have been touching and just get the <laughs> those full experience headsets with yeah. the, yeah. the oh god yeah do you remember those jeff oh that was I'll never forget. Yeah. i was it was like pax pax west 2000 fuck 2011 12 and like it was when oculus rift was first starting to come out and that oh, shit gave no. everybody pink eye. Give everybody the oh. eye. Yo, but the, not only the that, but it was going, that was the same time as swine flu. I, I just want to point out, out, I went to one con in 2019 with these guys, and I didn't get sick. So I'm one for one. I didn't get well. I, I'm got, in sort of sick. I got sick ever. Like it was clockwork. Like my my work would get so annoyed when I went to these conventions because like I would leave for a week, come back, work a day. And then I'd have to take like X amount of time off because I was so fucking sick. They like, hated when I left. Pax East last year straight up almost killed our podcast. It, did, right. it really did. Yeah, it re- yeah. And that was the first year, Jeff, that we had our actual 
first ever um, podcast specific panel, and we all, <laughs> we all almost died of a, a mystery virus. Um, I mean, to, um, I, I'm still I not sure. Like I was point out, I didn't. I, I, was I got the a only little sick. one. I was the only yeah. one. Justin I, and Derek missed the I entirety the entire, of almost PAX. the entire. Yeah, I thought Justin was going to die. John like, was, died on Sunday, Saturday night. Saturday night, I started feeling hit, it. Yeah, and Sunday he was out. Do you remember and we I were was having the only that one hot just pot? Like, Finn, we were having that yeah. hot pot, and I was all like, I was in the corner of the booth shivering because yeah. I could feel my fever climbing, and I was. Just, hey, can you guys share the hot pot when you felt like that? No, well, no, he didn't feel like it yet. No, like all right, it was it was John, me, uh, Liana. Um, Kenneth Shepard. Ken Shepard. It was just, it was a whole group of uh, awesome Eric, people. Uh, Eric, Eric Van Allen from US yep. Gamer was there. Yeah. It was um, good times. But John didn't know he was sick. And that that's, isn't that how things spread? Because by the time you realize you're sick, yeah, you you've fucking, already... maybe naughty fucking hot pot at a convention, okay. you nasty. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? I kept my hot pot to myself. Okay. I didn't you let anybody what? else hot touch my hot pot. Hot pots are pot. awesome and I regret nothing because I didn't get sick. So therefore, your uh, theory is invalid. That was yeah. also, that was the, that, do you remember how it was like walking through a fucking frozen tundra? Uh, it, like oh my oh, god i could not have been that cold oh dude it, it jeff, was jeff jeff it really Sorry, was not canada cold it wasn't canada oh cold. dude canada like, but it was boss it was boston in february cold okay Brittany, what are you excited about this year um real quick final fantasy 7 remake uh yuffie's dlc um and fucking and the one hold on i just knockout city I am very excited oh, for that. Shit, I yeah. want I oh. want to throw some fucking balls. That sounds like it's going to be a super fun game. And um I think it just came, launched today, I think. Did it really? Um That's yeah. Like zero fanfare. Maybe not. I think it maybe tomorrow. I think early tomorrow just, or midnight tonight. It makes tonight. me want to do punch out game. It's just oh god, it looks so it looks like the type of type of game that it just just seems super fucking fun, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, so um, also I don't know what else. Like, what else is coming out this well, year? Well, that's the thing, Britt. Is we're gonna we're gonna learn. Like, apparently this year's E3 is gonna be a big one for a lot of games. So not that I can play games right now anyway, but it's still nice to dream. One thing I am expecting, obviously, oh Pokemon, is, Pokemon, oh, Pokemon, Diamond, Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl that's what I'm remakes. excited yeah. for. Well, and also, Ooh, I forgot I one. Imagine. Sorry, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Ooh, oh yes. yeah, 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 right. Fucking yes. Yeah. Oh, I shit. Uh, Sh- Shimagami Tensei Five, Finn, out this year. Finally. Sure. I believe you <laughs> um, when I play it. And of course, uh, I would say uh, Project Tri- Triangle Strategy, but that's not till, ne- till next year, right, Finn? Correct. Yeah. They straight out said that yeah, that it's right. early twenty twenty two. That sucks because I really, really am excited about that. I know. Um. So, uh, so. I, we are we are hitting the end of our Thursday night ride here. I want to thank uh, I want to thank Hannah uh, so much for spending some time with us tonight and just bullshitting and also lending uh, your incredibly value valuable insight to our discussion on uh, on accessibility in games. Hannah, if people in chat wanted to find you on Twitter, where could they do so? Uh, I am at underscore Hannah two three on pretty much anything. And that's that's uh, H-A-N-A yeah two three spelled out yeah. yeah. Um and uh, no please go follow Hannah. Uh, she has been one of my favorite new followers on Twitter recently. 
Um, and uh, again, thank you so much for for joining us tonight. Uh, seriously, thank you for having me. Um, we are rescheduling our big, our next big uh, Trevor project fundraiser for uh, for June actually because it just makes more sense to do it in Pride Month. Um, so I think we're looking at the middle of June for that. We've already got some big streamers lined up. Uh, Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me is going to join us once again. Uh, we've got and he um, killed it last he time. He crushed it last time. Uh, Mary Kish from Twitch uh, is is going. She's not a streamer. She's actually at Twitch. Uh, she is going to join us as well. Um, and uh, also, I can reveal here for the first time publicly that we will be uh, on the front page uh, on Twitch uh, for our next big Trevor Project stream. Did uh, I know that? No, you didn't. Um, <gasps> so the first time ever that SDGC will have front page status on Twitch. Um, that's incredible. So that's going to be really fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is very nice, Adam. Uh, very, we're very, very excited about that. And of course, um, the last time we did our, our first Trevor project, uh, stream or fundraiser, uh, we ended up in the top 10 fundraisers for the quarter. Uh, for the Trevor Project, and we are looking to take that even further uh, next month. Um, so we also have uh, Justin and mine's, or myself and Justin's, uh, whatever, I get fucking tired. Um, our Resident Evil 8 review will go live tomorrow, as well as finally the, four, the fourth episode of Dual Daddies with myself and Amanda and Brittany. Um, because we were able to, I was so then we to, can finally do the fifth episode yes. where well, Finn like, comes it back. F- like a fucking month to fix the goddamn file, but it finally it, it's fixed. So that was so dual daddies will and Resident Evil Eight will be up tomorrow. Uh, and uh, Jeff, am I missing anything? Do we got anything else coming up? I think that covers it. All right, can we get a nightbot in the chat one more time for the uh, Discord RAR? Uh, and um. Yeah, that's our again. That's our Discord. Please feel free to join it. Uh, Hannah, you should jump in there as well. You should you should join our Discord. Um, yeah. You would you would really enjoy it in there, I think. Uh, and if nobody has anything else, um, that's all the time we have for tonight. So thank you again to our wonderful guest. Please go follow her on Twitter. And remember, no matter what happens, kindness costs nothing. Take care of each other, and we will see you all next week.